You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. Hello, welcome to Peanut Butter and Jams. I am Jordy, and uh, with me, as usual, is... Co-host Brenda. And not so usual, we have a very special guest. Hello, it's Prophecy Sun. Prophecy Sun, who is in more bands than <laughs> I thought she was in, which was already a lot. Um, let's see if I can remember them all. She is in... Uh, she's solo. Yeah, Prophecy um, Sun. She's in uh, Tyranna Horse. Correct. Uh, she is in um, Her Jazz Noise Collective. Mm-hmm. She is in Dust. Well, it's actually called uh, Under the Sun, but our album oh. that we have is Dust. But yep, I got yep, them mixed same, up. Same, yep. Um, and Spells? Spell. It's uh, Spell. an electronic I'm going to mess them all up. No, you're doing a great job. I get messed up all the time. I don't know what identity I am. And you just time. said that you were in a new one called Adulthood. The Adulthood. The Adulthood. The Adulthood. Yeah, and uh, over the weekend, uh, I might have formed another band at Rock Lotto with uh, Chris Horrific and a couple of other amazing uh, gentlemen. So we'll so see. We'll see. It Prophecy might be. will be with us all show. <laughs> um, but why, before we go, we're going to go into a song in a second. But before, why don't you tell us about Rock Lotto? What was that? Uh, it was a, um event that happened at the Waldorf over the weekend. And it had 25 different musicians that were thrown together to um, uh, make bands, basically, and play music. Uh, and all of the proceeds uh, were being donated for a women's uh, rock sort of band that will be formed in a prison in BC. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Girls Rock Camp was involved as well, and um, it was a pretty amazing event. And trying to come up with songs over 24 hours with musicians you'd never played with before, and for a 15-minute set each band, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Wait, how, yeah. what, how many, did you guys come up with enough songs? you feel like you... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We rocked the, I think, eight minutes with one song and, you know, a little bit of time in between. Uh, yeah, we ended up doing two songs more in the future. So Okay, well, let's go into a song, um, but just a... Uh, actually, no, wait, let's not go into a song just yet. <laughs> We're, let's give a preview for what's coming up in the show. Brenda, do you, what's, going, what's coming up this show? Well, I think it's going to be a great show, but uh, we have a review with Jordy and his girlfriend, Darcy, reviewing the restaurant Wild Rice. We're, uh, of course, interviewing Prophecy Sun, and then we're going to, we've got some interviews. We went to the Push Festival yesterday for Eat in the Street, so we've done some interviews with school children interviewing, um, sorry, reviewing restaurants. That's right, and uh, they were at Nickley Antokli Pizza? Nickley Antica Pizza. Antica Pizza. The best that sounds names awesome. today. Um, so we have a. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this band we're going to listen to? Sure. Um, there's, a, I think it's a French horn. Um, it's a band called Torngat. They are from Montreal. Uh, the first time I heard it, I kind of almost had a breakdown. It was awesome. Um, I think it's the second track. If second I second track. Uh, yeah. Le right. Petit Nicole. All right. Let's put it on. All right.
And we're back. And that was Torngat um, from Montreal. Yes, I believe so, yeah. Uh, just during the break, Prophecy was mentioning that, <laughs> coincidentally, she used to own a restaurant. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Wink. I vaguely do. I, mean, <laughs> I never went to it, but I remember it being there. Yeah, I remember it being there, too. Um, yeah, I had a restaurant from 2005 to 2006. It was a vegetarian restaurant. Same year, Budgies opened. Um, Macy and I were, yeah, we were both uh, opening up places, and it was alive for a year, and we had very, um, very cool followers, mm-hmm. which was nice. And then, uh, you know, you separate with an ex and you move on. Was that what happened to the restaurant? Yeah. You guys you guys were running it together and yeah. then neither of you were running it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we both moved on to other projects. So it's, it's, uh, but it was a pretty amazing time in my life just to actually meet the community and see what people like to eat. Mm-hmm. People really like vegetarian food, which is totally awesome. Especially so. in that neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood exactly. for vegetarianism. Exactly. And we had like a little triangle going on between uh, Budgie's Burritos, Wink, and uh, Foundation. So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So how was it starting a restaurant? Like, that sounds <laughs> very, very challenging. It was insane. Um, uh, wow. I, you know what, it was probably the one of the hardest times in my entire life because I don't think I ever slept. Um I was eat, sleep, drink, restaurant. Um, I don't know. It was. Uh, it's. It's kind of. Uh, it's kind of stayed with me in some ways um, because I really like cooking. And anybody that likes cooking, I don't really think should open a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> even if you do like to cook. Because uh, having a restaurant is a is a is a great idea, but it actually takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And um, the people that I had working with me and. Um, people that came in had so many good ideas so we were always you know let's make this or let's try this yeah <laughs> uh, which was great um but at the end of the day i'm it was yeah it, that's a life experience that i can you can't pay me for it was it was pretty awesome so yeah well, that's uh, pretty great we're gonna put on <laughs> a song uh by uh prophecy um, off of her new album not for dogs um is don't don't forget about me track sixteen. It's uh yeah don't don't forget me and I'm so bad at names. Today. No, you're doing great. No, I'm the worst at names. No, today. you're great. <laughs> you're <just> too nice. <laughs> um, I think it's track sixteen. Let's see. Uh, yeah, and if it's not, we'll just bump it to the next one. Okay, okay. Well, let's I'm go. Easy. Let's give it a go. Uh, oh, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. I don't know if we said that yet.
alphabet has only 26 letters. With these 26 magic symbols, however, millions of words are written every day. Pick up your winter issue of Discorder, as the Jansember issue is packed with goodies that will warm even the coldest of cockles. Take a dip with Dixie's Death Pool, a spacey art rock collective, or read up on local outsider pop music makers, World Club. Cozy up on the couch with Filmstripped, featuring a review of Color Me Obsessed, a documentary on the replacements. And in case you missed the memo, 2012 is almost here. Check out the Discorder album picks of 2011. Don't forget to pick up your special Jansember issue of Discorder. Born in Nairobi, Kenya, David Nandi Othiambo moved to Winnipeg in 1977 before eventually settling in Vancouver, where he has written three novels entitled Disadbanded Nation, Kiplegat's Chance, and The Reverend's Apprentice. Disadbanded Nation tells the story of a local jazz singer hiding from immigration officials in a flop house on Vancouver's east side. Othiambo has called this work, in part, an impressionistic sketch of the disparity between Vancouver's west and east side. This PSA was brought to you in support of Black History Month on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you for listening to Peanut Butter and Jams. I am Jordy, and we are in studio with Prophecy Sun. Hello again. And Brenda, is you still with us? Oh yeah, I'm still here. Alright, um, well, so I hope you've been liking the show so far. Um, Prophecy, uh, you are in, you, you're in a newest band. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about adulthood? Okay, sure. Um, we are a three-piece. Uh, it uh, consists of Brady Marks, but her stage name is Pris. Uh, Darren Fleet, whose stage name is Patrick, and Prophecy Son, whose stage is name is Prim. <laughs> And we, I know, I know, we have to have some other identities here. Um, we uh, were a three-piece, and it's kind of, um, kind of low, chill indie music. Darren's on drums; he's never played drums before. Uh, I'm on guitar and keys. Again, I've never really played guitar or keys. So, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Brady's on bass. So, we're playing tomorrow night at the Legion. Uh, Which Legion? On Kingsway and Glen. Oh, one of the more eastern legions. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's uh, two other bands playing uh, the Stolen Orchestra. Hang on. this. St- I'm getting the name. I'm getting the name. What is their name? Excuse me. Uh, just look. Uh, okay. I'm looking currently at my iPhone, and it says... The Stolen Organ Family Band. Oh, they're, they're from the Okanagan. Yeah. I like that band. They're awesome. Yeah, they're really great. I'm sorry, I got your name wrong. Um, they are the headliners, and there is another band called Spirit Monday, and they're playing as well. So there's three bands. We're all going to be dressed up in costumes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's the adulthood. We're just, uh, we're just uh, going to have our first official show tomorrow. Cool. Do you guys have anything recorded yet? Yeah, actually, we've been recording our jams and putting them up on uh, SoundCloud. So, so uh, after we play this next interview, mm. we could go out into one of those songs. Technically, yes, you could. Okay, we'll get that set up while, okay. we're, while, we're, while we're playing this uh, piece. But um, this is a review of Wild Rice, which uh, Darcy and I went to on a suggestion from Kevin Chong last week. I'm here with Peanut Butter and Jams correspondent, my girlfriend, Darcy Broach. Hi. Hi, good to have you back. <laughs> good to be back. <laughs> 
Um, we, recently, we went to Wild Rice mm-hmm. um, on the recommendation of Kevin Chong, who was on the show last week, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... Uh, it's, it was great. I thought it was great, too. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Were you expecting bad things? No. I just had never been there before. Um, I was expecting smaller meal portions from what it was. Good but, sizes. Yeah. yeah. I was full at the end. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. We went for uh, their dine-out menu, mm-hmm. um, which they had. It was one of the $18 ones, which was very reasonable, especially given the size of the portions. Yeah. Um, what did you get? Uh, so to start, I got the pork sumai, mm-hmm. um, which she did not was, share with me. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was too good. I didn't even realize that I should have. I had finished it already. Um, so they give you three pretty big sumais, um, and then the entree I had a um, the Pemberton beef, which was basically like pulled pork, but it was pulled beef. Uh, so it's it was orange braised. So was there orange? Could you taste orange in it? I couldn't really. No. I mean, it was it was kind of just like a savory marinade that had been in. It was delicious. It was very good. It was yeah. it was really good. And then it came with a pretty large size of um, quinoa, five treasure quinoa. What were the five treasures? Um, I don't know because when I asked, neither did they. They told me that it was just a Chinese thing. Um, but they weren't able to actually quantify what the five treasures were. Some of our Chinese listeners may be able to clarify this. Um, is it just a Chinese thing where they just give things numbers um, that yeah. correspond to various things? Or if they say that it's a five treasure quinoa, should there be five treasures in it? Yeah, so I did I did try to figure out what the five treasures were, but I, I think we could only come up with four, three or four. But, yeah. Maybe one of them was love. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I could taste the love. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to, uh, to finish as a dessert, I got the five spice carrot cake. I assume there actually were five spices in that. It wasn't just like a Chinese thing. Well, five spices is the name of a Chinese spice. Right. But I'm sure there are actually five different spices. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't try and ask because I figured I may have gotten the same answer as yeah. I did when I asked about the quinoa. So um, I just enjoyed it, and I did. And the surprising thing about it was that it was fully vegan, even though it had a cream cheese icing on top of it. Cream cheese tasting Cream icing. cheese tasting icing, yeah. A, a faux cream cheese icing on top it of it. It was pretty good. I had the same dessert. I had um, a hot and sour soup. Which was great, mm-hmm. and I had uh, barbecue pork with bok choy, mm-hmm. which I love barbecue pork, and that was some of the best barbecue pork I've had. It was very good. Um, so if if you missed the show two weeks ago, where we talked with uh, Kevin Chong mm-hmm. about um, Wild Rice and a number of other restaurants, uh, what what Wild Rice does is modern Chinese food. So um, it's Traditional Chinese dishes, but just kind of updated a bit. Um, high quality ingredients. Uh, just trying to make kind of a, a vidges, like a vi- like vidges is to Indian food. Um, they want to be to Chinese food. Honestly, I thought that they were Chinese food was really good and cheaper, yeah. cheaper than vidges. I, I, I 
didn't really feel like it was a Chinese restaurant though. Like I understood that it was like the, you know, the basics of it was Chinese food, but done really well and kind of really gourmet. But I mean, it just kind of felt like, like a good it. kind of West coast. I mean, other than the pork sumai, which we started with. Everything and... that we had was very Chinese. I didn't feel like the beef that I had was, and I didn't feel like the quinoa was. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify that dish if I had gotten it anywhere else as a Chinese dish. I would have classified it as like a West Coast dish. I would have classified the hot and sour soup and the barbecue yes. pork. Well, as, well, those definitely Chinese. were. Yeah. But you know, I guess I'm looking at what I got. I mm-hmm. didn't feel that anything outside of the starter was, you know, uniquely Chinese. That's not to say it was good. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I thought it was pretty Chinese, but we can agree to disagree. And uh, <laughs> fair enough. Let's move on to the drinks. They're, they yeah. had a fairly extensive cocktail menu. They did. Yeah, they had about twelve cocktails, and then like ten martinis, and then an entire beer and wine selection. It was it was quite nice, and it seemed like all their cocktails were unique to them to their restaurant. So mm-hmm. they're all house made. Um, they had a Caesar that was kind of their own variation what was on it. it Buddha which was Caesar? Really good. Yes, the Buddha Caesar. Yeah. Um, which I think the only difference was that it was horseradish infused vodka, which I have had before, but it was very good. I think there was something. I don't know. That might have been it. Yeah. And then I had another one called the Fantan Alley, which I particularly liked. It was um, a sherry brand or a brandy cocktail mm-hmm. with um, a variety of spices, which was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a twisted fashion, which I hated the name of, but I enjoyed the drink. <laughs> it was a variation on an old fashioned. You're just a snob. <laughs> twisted fashion is just a tacky name. Okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twist on an old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, it's, I get that, but the double meanings with it just kind of make it sound like you bought it at Hot Topic. (laughs) Maybe that was the last one that they named, so. They were like running low on names. They were running low on creativity. They had just come up with the five treasure quinoa and they were all out of ideas. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, was there anything else that we liked about the place? Um, or I didn't like about the place. <laughs> well, I, I liked, think I like most things about it. Yeah, it I like. Very pleasant. Mm-hmm, the space was really nice. It was um, surprisingly unattended for how good the food was. Unattended. Unattended. Oh, unattended. Yeah. There were not very many people there, no, which there I think means people are missing out because the food was great. You guys should be. I think people do know because they have been around for so long, or at least I just assume that they know. I think it's just been around so long that people aren't excited anymore. Maybe people don't hear about it anymore because they have been around for a really long time. And honestly, I mean, I have walked by that place for seven or eight years and never thought to to go in. But then I finally did, and I I was very happy with it. Um, yeah, I was surprised at the size of the place. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was. It was mm-hmm. really nice on the inside. They have kind of like an upstairs loft area if you want to sit up there and kind of have a more quiet dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was really nice. Yeah, with the amount of people there, yeah. it would be good for a birthday party. You could probably just go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do anything at the end? Do we want to give it a thumbs up or a, a rating of stars? 
Sure. Do you, do you, does your show have a, a thumb We're making it up right system? now. It might not exist past this review. Okay. Okay. Um, or do we, do we want to be, do we want to like Ebert, wrote, e, Siskel and Ebert it? Or Ebert and Roper it? Okay. Or do we want to Rotten Tomatoes it? <laughs> I think we should Siskel and Ebert it. They were the originals. Okay. They were doing. Okay, ready? One, two, three. All right, it's two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah, that yeah. means good. Yeah, and brooch. <laughs> Give it two thumbs up. <laughs> Anyhow, back to the show.
And welcome back. You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and this is Peanut Butter and Jams. And uh, that was the adulthood. And uh, I, you couldn't see this out there in Radio Land, but you really should go to their show tomorrow, or at least their website, to uh, see the dress that Prophecy will be wearing. Yeah. It's, what's the bottom part of a dress called? The skirt? Yeah. I it's guess. the biggest part of a skirt. It's the biggest skirt I've ever seen. A hoop skirt. It's a hoop skirt. Yeah, I kind of look like a birthday cake. We could post it to our Facebook page. Yeah. And then you could watch it. We have the power. Awesome. Um, what are we going to do next? We are going to listen to um, Petunia and the Vipers. and uh, I was just listening to them. It's the great, isn't it great? Just before I got here. This do you have is a favorite crazy. song? I was going to put one on, but what, what's yeah, your favorite? Um, my favorite song is... Is it... Yes, baby, yes. Yes, baby, yes. Yes, baby, yes. In fact, I was thinking this would be a great song to get married to. Okay, well, we'll, we'll put this one on. If I ever, that ever happens in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen, you're lovely. Um, this is Petunia and the Vipers, and uh, this song is called Yes, Baby, Yes. And afterwards, we're going to go into, uh, well, we'll come back and tell you what we're going into. Well, you're causing all the rookies breaking up the cards, causing all the rookies no it's gotta stop. Mighty plain to us all, you didn't mean to break a heart. That's why they call you heartbreaker with the love and falls apart. Say yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no. Yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no. Yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no, baby, no. You are a cool heartbreaker yesterday, maybe tomorrow, no. By my mama's door Tuesday that we're loving Wednesday and some more Thursday come around Why we're living and we're loving on the floor You give me red hot loving Golly ain't I want it and some more Well you know you didn't love me Now you gotta go You know you didn't love me Now you gotta go My plain to us all You didn't mean to break a heart that's why they call you heartbreaker, where the loving falls apart. Say yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no. Yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no. Yes, baby, yes, no, baby, no, baby, no. You're a cold heartbreaker yesterday, maybe tomorrow, no. So now 
I'm one of your kind I'll never love again I'll never love another I'll keep them all my friends I'll keep them all a guessing Right along till the end You give me red hot loving Golly, let me tell you where it begins Say yes, baby, yes No, baby, no Yes, baby, yes No, baby, no Yes, baby, yes No, baby, no, baby, no a cold heartbreaker yesterday, maybe tomorrow no. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. And that was Petunia and the Vipers, um, which uh, yeah, I just really I, did have it written in her in her phone. <laughs> yes, baby, yes, great song to get married to. I know, it's so crazy. Um, Brenda, what do we have coming up next? You are, you said you had background information. I do, I do. I did some some research on this. So uh, Jordy and I went to this. Uh, push festival event called Eat the Street yesterday, and what they do is they take a group of school children, grade fives and sixes, to a whole pile of restaurants, and they get the children to review the food, <laughs> and the bathroom, and the location. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. So they interspersed us with with these kids, and we got to know them a bit, and we did some interviews with them. Uh, it's a performance group called Mammalian Diving Reflex. So we also did a quick interview with Darren O'Donnell, the, the, the guy running running the program. Mm-hmm. So we'll play that after we play the interviews. But um, so we uh, we went there with them and we we sat across from these two kids, uh, Arian and and Charlene and Charlene, who uh, uh, we we got to, we got to know them a little bit, asked them some questions back and forth. There was some like. There's some forums we had to fill out about each uh-huh. other. Yeah, there were some get to know you questions. Yeah. So, so they Ice asked breakers. us asked some questions, and then so we got this uh, mutual interview experience. So, not only did we interview them on tape, but they got to interview us. <laughs> and yeah, this was at Nickley Antica Pizza, but they apparently got to go to nine different restaurants, which is a pretty good deal for the kids. Do they do it all in one day? No, they did a different one like every night. Okay. Yeah, it's over a two-week span. That's amazing. There was like a dozen of them, maybe 15 of the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are like early foodies, man. Yeah. Starting them off totally. good. <laughs> and they, um, the, the organizers walked around with little cameras and, and did little quick videos. So I believe if you go to their website, you can see some of those videos. Um, and then they also would give the, the camera to the kids, and they'd run around and take videos themselves, especially uh, the bathroom review was was a high point yeah, well especially they're, they're probably also a little smaller so they can actually see things at different angles and actually be able to be really critical mm-hmm. in a good way for mm-hmm. sure 
So uh, let's play those interviews. Okay, let's let's start with Aryans, and um, then we might go straight into Charlene's after that. Yeah. Oh shoot! No, what's running? It's uh, six oh eight. Oh shoot! Okay. Let's just do it. I'm sorry, I wasn't recording properly. Can you do it again? Okay, so. Uh, Uh, this is Jordi, um, Peanut Butter Jams, and I'm here with our youngest correspondent yet. This is Aryan, who is going to read us his review of Nick Lee Pizza. Um, the food is great, a little too thin and really fat. Overall, it was good. It was a little spicy, and the other pizza I got was a little too sour. It is hard and chewy. The bathroom was small, but it, it is very neat and tidy. The place is neat. The pizza, the pizza is too uh, juicy and thin, like paper. So you didn't, you didn't like this pizza too much, then. I liked it, but it was too thin. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Uh, chicken. Chicken? Yeah. Where from? Uh, pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Okay. Would you, would you rather have that than this? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So uh, that was Arjun's review of uh, Nick, Nick Lee Antica Pizza. Um, not, a, not a rousing endorsement, but he did enjoy it. He liked the bathroom. He liked the bathroom. He thought it was very neat. He also loved the decor. He did. Yes, he did really like the place. We could, we got a, we had to talk to him a little bit off recording. Sorry about the intro to that. It wasn't. We didn't. We didn't edit that properly. We'll make sure that we do that a little bit better next time. Um, but uh, we're going to move into Charlene's uh, piece now. This is what Charlene had to think about Nicole Antica. This is Brenda from Peanut Butter and Jams interviewing Charlene. Charlene, can you tell me your full name? Charlene May Pasquale. Great. So, um, Charlene, can you tell me the weirdest thing you ever ate? I ate duck and it was kind of weird and I didn't really like it and if you could have one superpower what would it be uh, it would be teleporting and unwinding machine because sometimes I mess up and I want to go back in go back in time to like see my mom when she was a teenage girl like me. Uh, Great, and uh, you just reviewed the bathrooms. Can you tell us about the bathrooms here? Uh, it it's nice and bright and clean. Smells good, but when you flush it, it's scary. And why why is it scary? Because when it flashes, it's like there, there, there's like something scary screaming at you, and that's when me and Sasha and Janine started screaming out of the door. <laughs> so you wrote a bit of a review about this restaurant. Can you read it for us? Sure. 
I like the pizza because it was so chewy and it's thin. I didn't like the crust because it was burned and a bit hard. The pizza tastes cheesy. I like the Caesar salad because the dressing was spicy and the ranch has a chicken piece. The salad could use a little could use only a little of dressing because it was so spicy. The decor is fabulous because their liquor bottles are nicely decorated behind their bar table. I like this restaurant because it's bright. The washrooms are the best ones I ever saw, but the boys' washroom is small. Instead of using pitchers, they use wine bottles to serve water. I like the how they presented the food because it was fancy. The waiter was sort of nice. The ice cream was delicious. Wow, that's a great review. Thank you so much for sharing dinner with us. Welcome. And that is definitely the youngest correspondence that you've ever had on this show. Oh my gosh, she was so articulate. She was great. She was very articulate. Yeah. Ariane was great too. They both, I thought they both did a, a very well thought out review. Um, they'd spent some time writing in their journals what they were. They knew what they liked. Say. They didn't like. So we've got one more segment, too, with uh, Darren O'Donnell uh, from Mammalian Diving Reflex. Uh, the, oh, I'll give you a little more context after the interview. This is Brenda with Peanut Butter and Jams. Uh, can you tell us who you are and what you're involved with? Yeah, hi, my name is Darren O'Donnell, and I'm the Artistic Director of Mammalian Diving Reflex. And we're in the middle of doing a project called Eat the Street, where we've got a, a jury of kids that come from um, Bridgeview Elementary, which is a school in Surrey, and we're dragging them around to nine restaurants over the course of the Push Festival, and they get to eat, and then they will judge the restaurants and uh, have an award ceremony on the weekend, uh, where they will give out awards to their favorite restaurants or the favorite aspects of their restaurants. Cool. And where did your idea come from? Um, well, this, this is actually a, a, an adaptation of another project called the Children's Choice Awards, where they will judge, they judge the shows in the in a given performing arts festival and they did this a couple years ago here um, and we were trying to do it in a city in, um, in Australia, Tasmania, uh, Launceston, Tasmania and they don't have a performing arts festival so we adapted and tried to figure out what else they could do that they could judge and this seemed like an obvious one so we tried it in Toronto and it went well and then we did it in Tasmania and it went well and now this is the third time we're doing it, doing it here. And was your company also involved in a haircut project as yeah. well? Yeah, Haircuts by Children was a, was a project. That was the one that we started in. We started that project in 2006, and that was the first time that we ever had any kind of collaboration with kids, and which was just like sort of a random thing we just tried. Wasn't, we weren't expecting to have it affect the company in any way, but what it's done is it, it's made us the go-to people for projects that, that collaborate with kids. A lot of people ask us to do that again, and then the other thing is it was our first international hit, so it sort of put us on the international performing arts map, which was completely totally by surprise that a project like that would do that and so now we're going all over the world and always working with kids now. So what kind of preparation or what, how did you workshop the kids and prepare them for this kind of uh, experience? The first thing we do is a, a workshop about um, social practice art or relational aesthetics, or you all can, it also can be called. And we just sort of talk to them about how it's art and, and sort of situate it within a context. We show them uh, photographs of other people's work that is, that is sort of related to the kind of work we do. We show them a bunch of photographs of the work that we do. Um, and then we get them to sort of make a list of a lot of different art forms that they know and the materials of those art forms. And then we start to get them to think about social relations as material and people and relationships as all as material that you can sort of work work with and that's one workshop and then we do another workshop about children's rights and we just sort of talk about all of the things that they
they cannot do because they are children and whether it's just or unjust. And then, so that those are the two main sort of preparatory ones. And then we also have a chef come in, the chef from Chill Winston's, where we were last night. And uh, he came in and gave them a, a brief on how to evaluate a restaurant and what goes into doing a restaurant and what you should look for when you're taking a look at a restaurant. And what kind of awards do the children usually give out? It, it varies. I mean, it can be like we, in Tasmania, we had the chewiest steak, which insulted the the, the restaurant that had donated the, the meal that night. But it was actually meant as a compliment. The most interesting one in Toronto was um, the scariest washroom because it was a, a restaurant that hadn't anticipated that a red light bulb down in the basement where their washroom is would cause children anxiety. And it was a restaurant that wanted to be family friendly and that they had never anticipated that. So they learned something about that. These guys here, what they'll learn is that they have really, really scary toilet flushes. Like it's really loud, scary toilet flush that scares the kids a lot. Um, so it'll be things like that. And then obviously the food. And then they'll also, also the staff will get evaluated. I've seen the cutest dishwasher. Guy got an award for being a really cute looking dishwasher. So hot, uh, hottest waitress, I've seen that. Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from parents or... Are kids involved, or has anything, uh, anything untoward or ridiculous happened on these journeys? No, no. It's. I mean, they're so. I mean, they're they're relatively controlled. I mean, we've had like a weird allergy to a nut at one point. You know, there'll be that kind of thing. But uh, no, it's. I mean, we've never. No, nothing. The parents really like it. They their kids come home completely, you know, happy and stoked and well fed. Um, and then they they love to see what happens at the ceremony. And they. Um, They'll still, at the ceremony, we, we try to get the kids to perform all the kind of crazy things that they do that are not necessarily what you'd ordinarily consider to be performance. Like last time we were here, uh, Sandeep Dal Cohen designed this thing called the Box Hop where he stood in a box and just hopped in the box and then um, Valerie Dang performed it. Um, so we'll find the like, charming, quirky things that are not necessarily skilled performances but that they do really well. And then we'll sing some songs and we'll do some dances and stuff like that. Well, thank you so much. All right, well, thanks for talking to us. Yeah. See ya. And welcome back. That was that was our coverage of uh, Eat the Street. Um, I thought that was a pretty fun event to go to. And as though the kids said the pizza was a little tough, um, honestly, it was pretty good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, what did What did you think of the pizza, Brenda? I I, I did think it could have been cut. I don't, I don't know why they don't do that. I guess because it's more traditional. I, I don't know. Uh, I do like the thin crust pizza. It was uh, very different than Pizza Barbarella that we went to and reviewed a couple weeks ago. Uh, less salty, less toppings. Um, but yeah, I do kind of struggle with the sawing, sawing away at your pizza. So it's like takes this like hour activity <laughs> to get this stuff in your mouth because you're just like trying to cut this thing into pieces and stuff it in your mouth. But, um, yeah, I, it was a really, really neat experience. So there's still a few more Eat the Streets. If you are interested in going, you can make reservations early. And then the awards are on Saturday where the kids give out the awards, and that's free, and you can go to that. Um, yeah, this uh, company has done a lot of really cool things, like the haircuts for children, where they taught children how to give haircuts, and then people would come and get their haircuts are the haircuts for children or haircuts from children? by children that was last year was it not or the the year before when there was like the big show with all the kids getting oh yeah like cutting people's hair yeah i think so i think so it was, cool yeah but yeah i think part of it's about like the power dynamics of um like parents letting kids be in control and be creative and let those things because they so are creative yeah mm -hmm. but we don't often give them power over us <laughs> so I think that's really exciting. I enjoyed it. 
Um, should we uh, go into? Well, let's let's go into an ad, and uh, then we're gonna come back, and Prophecy's gonna tell us about something that's on on the internet that we're gonna listen to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Friday, February 18th, you won't want to miss Grimes with special guests Born Gold. Grimes is back in town from Montreal on tour to support her upcoming new release, Visions. Advanced tickets are available at the Northern Tickets box office located at the Vogue Theater on Granville Street and are also available at Red Cat, Zulu, and High Life Records. Again, that's an early show with Doors at 7 and the show at 8 at Fortune Sound Club with Grimes and Born Gold. Grimes and Born Gold at the Fortune Sound Club is proudly sponsored by CITR. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> Hi. And uh, so I'm just getting uh, this song queued up. It's uh, by Spell. Then you click on the left under music. Correct. Yeah. And then just down. Yeah. Right. Oh, there. it's right on the front of the page. That's right. Spell's being featured on CBC Radio 3. This oh, is okay. a, um, a project that I work on with uh, sound artist Kristen Roos. And uh, he does electronics and beats, and I'm doing vocals and electronics. And this song is called uh, Guided Highways. All right, well, let's, let's give it a listen. Thank you.
You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Radio for crazy people and the elderly. Oh yeah.
we can talk now. Hello there. So that was Deadlights, a track by Myths. And uh, there actually is a connection to uh, our guest with uh, yeah. with playing that. Yeah, uh, um, Leaf and I have taught vocals together at Girls Rock Camp. Uh, Leaf for being uh, one of the Leaf two Hall. Member- Leaf Hall being That's one of correct. the two members of Myths. Um, I, her and I have taught vocals together for a couple of years at the Girls Rock Camp uh, that happens in Vancouver. Here, we are also both Leaf Hall and myself, Prophecy Sun. We're both doing a. Um, an event in March. Uh, we're both playing on March 22nd at the Waldorf, and it's part of an event called Here, which is it celebrates International uh, Women's Day. It kicks off on March 8th, and it goes consecutively over three weeks. And it's um, it's basically an event that uh, celebrates the diversity of I'm reading now diver- <laughs> the diversity of women and musicians and composers in uh, Vancouver. So both Leaf Hall and I will be playing uh, solo sets. That sounds, uh, sounds pretty great. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, so coming up next, we've got a piece on uh, uh, a tasting that I attended at a legacy liquor store. A liquor store? Uh, yeah. Ooh. It's the biggest private liquor store in BC. And where is it? It's in the Olympic Village, which is... I've heard about this. One of the few things that is actually open in the Olympic Village, mm-hmm. except for like apartment showings, and that little nature conservancy or something. Yeah, there's that tiny little oh, island, island that has the, like, like the like man-made island natural yeah. habitat. I had, I had a picnic there once. It was great. Nice. Yeah. It's like five meters by five meters squared, and you can run along and look at natural plants. Sorry. Um, not natural plants. All plants are natural. Natural plants. <laughs> Indigenous plants. Indigenous. Okay. Well, um, we will play this, and uh, then we'll come back to you. And we're. Go- I think we're going to come up with what our, our pairing recommendation for the week is going to be. Well, well, this is on the air. Radio in action. Radio in action. So you're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Jordy and Brenda. I'm going to quickly have a conversation with Jordy about a tasting he went to last weekend. Yes, um, it was delicious, and it was at the Legacy Liquor Store, which is a the largest private liquor store in B.C., in Canada. I've heard BC. that the selection is quite intense. The selection is overwhelming, if... Uh, if you go and you are a browser, you will browse forever. If you go and you are a more of a, a hunter, then you will find whatever you're hunting. Sounds good. And how's the pricing there? Comparable to most beer and wines. It's not overly expensive. It's not overly cheap either. Mm-hmm. So how did you find out about this tasting? I uh, was on their mailing list and they sent a note out saying that they were having this event run by the Canadian Bartenders Association, something along those lines. Um, they were testing out new spirits and they wanted people to come and come down and taste them and try them out and maybe build some buzz around them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, free alcohol, <laughs> sign me up. So, uh, was it just in the store? Do they have a little place where they do tastings? There's, there was a, it was partially in the store and partially in the back where they do have some space for tastings. There was a little place for the bartenders to set up, and they made a couple cocktails. Uh, there was a, a variation of kind of halfway between a Sazerac and an Old Fashioned, 
which was made with one thing I thought was really interesting. Uh, it was made with with whiskey, but I also had some some bitters and some other flavorings to it that wouldn't you wouldn't normally find in it. And it had a r- completely round ice cube. Wow. Which was it was a well not round spherical, which is the best use of surface area. So the ice cube will melt the slowest if it if it's completely round. I was really excited about these, thinking that we could buy like molds for completely round mm-hmm. ice cubes from one of the people there. You cannot. You can buy three dollar round ice cubes from one of the suppliers there. So if you happen to own a really fancy restaurant and you want really round ice cubes, there's a place in town that makes and sell manufactures and sells them. There may be ice cube round ice cube trays available on the internet if you do not, which I am going to look into. Though. We had some. My family had some round really round ice cube trays. Yeah, but I, don't, I have no idea if they still make them. So why is why is surface area why is a spherical ice cube better than because the others? Because it uses the least surface area to create the the ice shape. So like a cube has a, has let more surface area, and the more surface area you have, the the faster an ice cube will melt. Like if an ice cube was just long and thin, that would melt faster than an ice cube that's like all centered around one spot, even if it was the same amount of ice. Does that make sense? Science. Science. Wow, science. <laughs> <clears throat> Who thought we'd be talking about surface area and that melting of ice? Yes. Um, but there was also a lot of other things that were happening, too. A lot of uh, distillers uh, came out for it. Um, the people from Victoria Gin, who have a new oak-aged gin. Uh, it's like a whiskey-ish tasting gin, which was really interesting. There's a number of actually just commercial companies that were there trying to break in new types of alcohol or make people think, think of old types of alcohol in a different way. Fireball had a contingent out. Cooking so, with Fireball was suggested to me. Really? Yeah. What do you cook in Fireball? Um, I don't know. Chicken? Maybe, maybe a, no, I would say like putting it in a crumble. Oh, uh, okay. Or something. Or a dessert. I have a roommate that likes to put liquor into all the desserts that she makes. Well, suggest Fireball. I, I will make that suggestion. <laughs> so how Although many... then you're stuck with all this Fireball. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Which is... No offense to people who like Fireball. Fireball is gross. I, I kind of like it, especially in the winter. So how many like how many different drinks I, did you taste? I would say there were about a dozen different types of drinks. There was a brewer f- or a distiller from the Okanagan who makes his own vodka, like high class vodka and high class chocolate martinis, chocolate things. Like, th- they're pre-mixed. They're very tasty. Looked at the price. A little steep, but you want some really tasty chocolate martinis? This guy. It's mm-hmm. called X4, I believe is the name of the Okay. Company. They're from the Okanagan, anyways. So. <clears throat> and were there any highlights? Like, what what stood out for you among your... What did your taste buds say? What I really like this one. was most exciting to me um, was the bitters. Really? There was a woman there make, who uh, we might have on the show uh, at some point. I talked I talked to her at the event, and she said she'd be willing to come on. So as long as that works out, we will have a bitters expert who is starting a bitter company, a company making bitters in Vancouver, on to talk about the show. But she had uh, six different types of bitters that she had made herself. One was a, like a, a peach and pepper. Um, there was a rhubarb and vanilla bitters. Hmm. Uh, there was... A 
uh, the one I tasted was called Denmin, which was uh, spiced around, uh, like made to uh, fla- add flavor in the realm of Chinese spices around the area of Denmin Street, and that's near Chinatown, was the goal that uh, she was she explained was going for with that. She made a dark and stormy with these bitters, and they, I had a taste of mine, which was with the Denman, and I had a taste of my girlfriend's, which was with uh, Darcy, Darcy Brooch, peanut butter and jams correspondent, um, which was a peach and pepper concoction, and they were the same drink except for those two bitters. They tasted drastically different, and they were both delicious, and but they add very interesting flavors to it. I don't want to go too much into bitters because I don't want to steal content from us in the future. We'll get you an in-depth analysis of bitters when we plan it for our we'll, we upcoming will do a show. Future, a future bitters show. Um, but if you are interested, apparently Legacy does these sorts of tastings not every day, but they seem to have an event going on at a weekly or every other weekly sort of rate. And um, some of them are paid, some of them are free, but they are all uh, very informative. And you can tell, like, as much as the events are aimed at selling booze the people there do care a lot about booze so if you care about booze if you're a bartender or an alcoholic a function socially functioning <laughs> alcoholic you just have seen the face brenda just made we're not saying prices. it's okay <laughs> but if you are then well you, if you are you still care it's if, true. You, if you're the kind if you're the kind of alcoholic who still cares about what you drink you're not just <laughs> picking up 40 it's for your value um, then this is the sort of event that you, you want to go to. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Jordy. <laughs> You're welcome. Signing off. And welcome back. Hello. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope so, too. And now we're all very excited about bitters, so we'd like to bring in this bitter brewing woman on a future show, so stay yeah, tuned. I'm going to send her an email, and uh, nice. if you know her... Alert to check her emails. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> filling uh, filling the dead air. Where are we moving next, Jordy? Um, we are going to... How much time have we got left? We've got enough time for a couple songs. And can uh, I give a shout out to Oswaldo as well? Yes, let's give a shout out yeah. to Oswaldo. Yay, Oswaldo. He, he's, uh, he's listening right now and he's um, he's organizing the Indie Pop Vancouver Series um, and with Van Music. And that's uh, part of the show for tomorrow for the adulthood. And yes. I just let's, needed to make l- let's sure Let's elaborate I'm on yeah. this show. Who else is playing? Um, the Stolen Organ Family Band and Spirit Mundi. And uh, as our weekly pairing, we would recommend you go to that show, and it is just right next to House of Dosa, which is open 24 hours. Although yeah. <laughs> We're doubtful whether that is actually accurate. And I'm happy to hear it, like, because I've never actually been there yet. I'd like to know if there's any vegan things, but apparently there are, because I'm vegan, so... It's a lot of Indian food. Have you had dosa before? No, I haven't. Dosa is like Indian crepes with, okay. like, curries put in it, and they, like, wrap them up. And nice. Um, with lots of dipping sauces. Yeah, there's usually a lot of, like, chutneys. And okay, so I'd be things. really, really full for my show, then. Yes. You okay. might want to... It's also... It's open late. Okay. Even though it's not open, it might not be open 24 hours, <laughs> it would definitely be open after the show. Okay. Yeah. So, that is our weekly pairing. Yes. Add it to your date calendar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so let's play a song by, well, we haven't played Tyrannohorse yet. Let's play another no. Prophecy <laughs> Band song. Yeah. Uh, which song do you like on this album? It's, uh, how um, much time uh, do we this have? This is off of Ghost, Wolf, Mother, Hawk. Prairie, Unicorn, Lion, Lioness. Um, we could play, uh, we could play uh, Oswaldo's favorite song, which what? is Teenage Girl. And uh, this one gets us all riled up. Teenage Girl, Oswaldo, this one's for you. Presents Outweek 2012 from February 6th through the 15th. 
Outweek promises to bring you the most relevant workshops on human sexuality, cultural events, and a fabulous queer prom banquet on Friday the 10th. Come out and join Pride UBC as they kick off the week with an exciting rainbow flag-raising event Monday, February 6th at noon at the flagpole north of the sub. Check out the full list of events at outweek.prideubc.com. That was actually accidental, but that song flowed in very well with uh, with that ad. Yeah. So that's a that's a remix of the out ad on CITR. <laughs> Peanut butter jazz remix. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Prophecy. Uh, we've got thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I really really appreciated you asking me to come in. And uh, make sure you check out you, the listener. Check out. <laughs> <laughs> all, all her side projects and bands. You can just go to prophecysun.ca and there's a list of all the things that are going on. So, yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. Brenda, do you, uh, what else should we talk about before we wrap up? Um, well, Darren is on next with Stereoscopic Readout, so he always you. does a fantastic job, so stay on the air. Darren, have you cut yourself shaving twice? Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> How it's kind of you to mention that, Jordy. <laughs> Trying to trying to get the rape, <laughs> make people feel like they're in the studio with us. It's what happens when you hit forty; your body stops functioning properly. So we're gonna just play one more track to change over. Then, while we uh, uh, shoot the studio chair over to Darren. And um, uh, if you do have any interest in getting in touch with us, we can be reached on the internet at. Um, peanut butter and, and jams and radio jams. at gmail.com and uh, we are also likable on Facebook and uh, we are podcastable on the CITR website and listenable anywhere you want uh, the next nice. yeah <laughs> the next track we're gonna play is by John Chip the album Low Domestic and the track is Execution and it's about Louis Riel and since I am from Winnipeg I have a slight obsession with the story of Louis Riel so I think all of you should learn more about him Awesome
One of the great jazz musicians.